Podcast with myself, Gregory Harrison, Elliot Marius, and Graham Jordan, and our special guest today, Mr. Mike Mianki. Mianki, famous question. We incorrect. need to Incorrect. Wrong. Yeah, any other guesses? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Michael Moinka. No, no, I'm gonna have a go. Michael <laughs> <laughs> Moinka. No. Was it Michael? Mike Moinka. Mike. Meinke. Meinke. Uh, yeah. Meinke. German originally. Meinke. Meinke. Right, for everyone out there, you know now how to say it. Yeah, that's... What was the one that we heard earlier? Mienke? Mienke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get, so I get Mienke, Minky, Menke. <laughs> everything but what it is. <laughs> I like Mienke. It sounds like a Latin dance. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a, a bit of a minute since we've done one of these. It's been more than a minute. Really. In fact, we, yeah. we, did, we did one of these and it deleted itself. And then we did a second one of these and it deleted itself as well. So, fingers crossed this one doesn't delete. So, yeah, we yeah, should. Yeah, we did two. We, we should probably say two, two sorry in a row, to the Howard right, crew and, yeah. and that we'll have to get them back in. Yeah, we are we actually recording this one? Did, I bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded the Havoc guys and then Lord Vapor with their Buds and Bloom and both of them. Didn't work. And it was damned entertaining. It was so it was good. Like, yeah. It's probably one of the best podcasts the we've ever done. It's like it was. It's like Tenacious D's. I don't know why you deleted it, Elliot. But well, you know, I tell you what, though, it I might, hate those guys. It might not be some time for people that are listening. Mm. It could just be like people could be instantly. Bing, you could be binging, listening, yeah. binging the old episodes. Binging. This could be future yeah. people out yeah. there. That just decide to listen to all of the Guernsey Gigs podcasts. Graham, can I just point out you've put your microphone the In wrong Guernsey. way round. That's because I I play drum kit, so I don't <laughs> yeah. understand microphones. There you go. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, so now Graham you two blue. both have something in common. I'm pointing. It's not very good podcast because you yeah. can't see that I'm pointing. But you two both stop pointing at me, Graham. Something in common, <laughs> don't you, Greg and Mike? You have something coming in as far as you, you both speak fluent French. <laughs> <laughs> and you both spent some time in France. Well, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've moved over to, to Guernsey and, and Mike's gone the opposite way around. I don't know if it's me that's made it <laughs> <me>, but... <laughs> uh, My French certainly isn't fluent. Okay. All right. Tell us, for those people that don't know about you and why we're talking about France. Can you give us a little bit of background? Yeah. Uh, so, doing the Buffalo Huddleston Band over here, mm-hmm. and what with everybody's circumstances, like Tom's got a kid, or two kids, Simon's got his mortgage and everything, it kind of got, it peaked. Uh, and then and then I was like, well, I, want to, I just want to play music. So, uh, I thought, well, I'll sell all of my stuff <laughs> and Pants as yeah, well. just pack it in and just go and try. And I just thought France is a better option than uh, England, 
Well, somebody told me that I'd be exotic in France. <laughs> so I, like, I like the sound of that. Yeah. And, uh, and it helped that I was seeing a French girl as well. Okay. Was she the one who told you that? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> when you say you've been seeing a French girl, is that just like a vision that you've just been having where you've been dozing off yeah. sleep or something? You just suddenly see a French girl? Oh. Is this someone specific? like the naked Indian. No, so... Uh, so um, you were you guys at uh, the last Sark Folk Festival? We've been everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say yes. So you know the harp girl, Alicia. Oh yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, her. That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. But it, it was that? But that wasn't the reason that you decided. No, to no. Actually, I already, front, I so. already had the idea in mind ah. after I met a French producer. Um, and I got some advice from him, and he said, uh, "Don't bother with the UK. Come, come to France because you, at least you're somebody a little bit different. If, mm. if you're yeah. exotic, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, and like when I have played yeah, music exotic. in England, it's like it feels like a competition in some ways. Mm. Yeah, it's there's like a, a huge difference in the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can yeah, see yeah. it from the circuit is different in France as well. It's don't, don't you get like uh, artist grants and stuff in France? I, well, there's, not there's, necessarily there's for, a, for um, uh, an English person going over no, there, but there's a the, system the French have like yeah. a. An intermittence. Um, yeah. Uh, which is. Oh, wait, uh, can we swear on this? Or? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, fuck oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> bloody well can. Yeah. All right, so it's a fucking complicated system. <laughs> right. You must know all about it, Greg, right? Yeah. So it's quite complicated, but the overall is that. France is really good at supporting its, its artists in the sense that you have to pay a certain <coughs> amount of shows per year or you can be, this can be for acting and it can be for sound engineers and things and you, over a 12 month period you have to play a certain amount of shows and you have to declare all those shows and get paid a certain amount of money and you get taxed quite highly on that first, I think it's like over 50 from what I remember, it's something like 50% or something. Oh yeah, they take, the first, they take half. They take half of it the first yeah. year. Half but once you've completed that amount of shows, so a lot of people do it when they're working or they take time off or and then to get there. Once they've done that, then you've got a salary essentially from I don't know, it's like part of a is it like social security but for almost like oh, social God, security for, for people involved for with, with the arts so it's like, you so, kind of have yeah. to pay into it but you can take out of it when when yeah when the work well you get like a try for I, don't, I don't know exactly how they work out how much you get but uh the musicians I know get sort of you know between a thousand and twelve hundred euros I think a, a yeah month, if a month. you do a sort so, of if you're on a yeah, minimum if you're declaring the minimum, so if you say you're starting up and you're, you're an artist, like you're going around, you're playing different venues, smaller venues and things where you're going to get paid sort of the minimum rate that you can declare. So I think I seem to remember a few years ago, it was something like 75 euros per person. Mm-hmm. Um, then they'll take that amount, that will go to Kitty. And then for the, for the year afterwards, you get a monthly salary that you can live on and that gives you okay. the opportunity to then be booking your other shows to be working okay. to find your other things it gives you but the more you earn the more you get back from that as well so if you're a higher earning band then you're declaring that you're declaring and obviously paying more tax into that as well but you're getting more money from it in, in the long run but it means that every month you're getting this you're getting that security and you get other 
advantages and it shows that you've been working so there's like state retirement and everything that goes with it whereas in the UK it's I always felt it's pretty much if you play a show and you get paid that's your money ウォーターズ、ナッシングアウトセンサーセットライクオーチャージパイでも、ま、いいや。イフユーゲットペイドアズウェルライクオーチャージパイでも、ま、いいや。イフユーゲットペイドアズウェルライクオーチャージパイで
some places in France they'll do uh, the hat, so they just pass a hat around the audience. Some listeners uh, might not know what a house concert is. They might think it's to do with dance house music. music. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think we know. You talk about like house shows. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you go around somebody's house gigs. and they invite all their friends around and uh, and they all idea. donate a little bit of money. I mean, those uh, are some of the best. They are, into, yeah. and, they're, and, and they're, they're some of the best paid as well because yeah. people are really generous. Especially if on your email you say, you know, you kind of make people think about what they pay for entertainment ordinarily. Yeah. Like, wh- what would you pay to go to a cinema or something? You know. Yeah, yeah. And then they have it in their mind. Oh, it's like, well, you know, at least ten euros. So, yeah. and if you've got thirty people there, that's not a bad night. No, so, that's good. Yeah. Have you done a few of those then? Yeah. In yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's good. And then they, they always doing. lead on to other geeks as well. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. other, other people see it and they go, oh, you should come around my place yeah, yeah. and have a go. Yeah. Can I rewind a bit and just ask you a little bit about, because I'm sure there might be people who are listening who are interested in what it was like with Buffalo Huddleston Band as well and, and, yeah. and how that came about. Because well, yeah, you, even before that, guys were dominated the scene. Or we could start from sure. crunchy yeah, like, like, like. Yeah, <laughs> let's start with crunchy. Let's start right, let's start <laughs> right <laughs> in the beginning. Like, how did you get from into your first band? How did so, you get into music? Like, uh, how was your, your so first actually, actually, when I was 12 years old, my dad bought me a classical guitar. And uh, cool. my dad is an amazing guitarist. Yeah. Like, he plays fingerstyle blues stuff. Is he local? Uh, no, well, he lives in. He, he, he was local, now he lives in Vancouver. In okay. Canada. Um, but he, he just does it for himself, you know. He's, he doesn't, he's not interested in gigs or anything. But uh, I grew up listening to him play this beautiful guitar, you know. And then, uh, so he bought me a guitar when I was 12, classical guitar, and then he sent me to a couple of lessons. But I hated it. Like it, it was classical music. Yeah. And I was like, what 12-year-old is interested in... It's sexy tunes. And then, so, yeah, so he just kind of sat in the corner of a room for, for you know, well, another four years, actually. And I moved to Reading with my mum. And um, I didn't know anybody there, so I was kind of, a, you know, I was at a sort of, I was 16, twi- twiddling my thumbs, you know, I didn't know anybody, and I was like, well, what should I do? And so I was really into the Chili Peppers at the time, the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album. Mm, yeah. And I sat down with my cassette, pressed uh, play on uh, a song called I Could Have Lied. Yeah. And I just worked it out note by note. Uh, just you know, play stop. And then, and then I went back to Guernsey, uh, worked in a bank for a bit, and uh, and then I bought my first electric guitar, and then I was just full on metal. So yeah, so I formed a band with Stuart Osier on drums. Uh, uh, Daz Kare on bass oh, wow. and uh, a guy called Nick Lomprier on, on vocals. I say vocals <laughs> loosely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were called what? Uh, Crunchy Frog. Crunchy Frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a very metal name. No, no, no. But I think it was from a. I think it, Nick named it. I think it was from a Monty Python sketch. Or it was a nickname. It is. It's about a box of uh, chocolates. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's what we did. And we just played like a corn and uh, machine head and, uh, nice. yeah, yeah, kind of a lot of the new metal stuff as well. Cool. And, uh, Can you play gigs? Not? You were like gigging around and things? Yeah, oh, mate, yeah, we were going crazy for it. Uh, it was quite offensive. We were in the press quite a lot because of Nick, basically. <laughs> he was really he was really offensive, you know. He was, quite, he was kind of that 
a good metal front man, you know. Okay. That's what and, you uh, want. You got to make a, a bit of a mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think one of our gigs. We, I think I know we played in the the. You remember they used to do the old market gigs? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mark G spoke about them. Yeah, yeah I think because uh, it got shut down, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was entirely because of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, it all comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Nick, I love you, man. If you listen, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just kind of uh, you know, it was that sort of teenage angst, sort of, and it was satisfying to get that that, yeah. that energy out, you know, in, in that in that way. And then uh, when I was, I think it was like uh, maybe eighteen or nineteen. I think my dad had heard enough. <laughs> he bought me this beautiful um, Takamine acoustic guitar, Ooh. and that just like my head flipped. Yeah, I was like, and since then I've only played acoustic guitar. And uh, yeah, completely changed me. Wow. So, um, so yeah, what was your band after that then? So oh, band the after that, we did. I, I did a band with Stuart again, actually, um, and Steve uh, Wickens. Steve Wickens, yeah. Okay. We did a band and Tim Adkins, uh, and we did a band called Azaro. Um, all original stuff. Uh, is there a recording uh, of that? Yes, there, there is somewhere? actually. Yeah, is Steve has got all the CDs. Wow. Yeah, unless he's burnt them. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> listener, if you want a copy of that, ask uh, Steve. Just go and find someone called Steve. <laughs> that was some really good music on that, actually. Uh, but we just never, it never took off, really, I think. Um, and, and we all sort of grew on to different things, you know. Um, I started jamming with uh, Jules and Lucy Hill and uh, Stuart again actually <laughs> can't get rid of the bar <laughs> uh, and then after and that kind of naturally merged into Buffalo Huddleston um, so right. I, I heard um, Jim Dalbridge was one of the people that hooked you up together and, and got you playing together um, you know getting Jules and you to actually start um Playing, well, he he told me that that's that's Ooh, what happened. Contentious, yeah. Because <laughs> Mike Mike is, is shaking his head and no, confused. Oh, no, I don't think so. Like, because uh, like Jules and I wrote a lot of the Buffalo Huddleston songs, like from, yeah, fucking years ago with Lucy, and um, uh, and then uh, I kept in touch with Jules a little bit here and there. Actually, I was playing with the Asylum Seekers a little bit, and that's where I met Jules. Mm. Um, Asylum Seekers was that acoustic guitar and the and, and, and the decks, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did a cool. couple of gigs. It was kind of cool. Um, and then and then uh, so then I met Sarah uh, and we started dating. Uh, and then her and Becky, uh, we had a jam together, and it was just like for me that was incredible. That was like a real big turning point for me mm. because I didn't feel worthy enough to play with musicians like that. Because uh, they, those two playing together are just incredible. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and they just gel so well together. They've got a real chemistry when they play violin together. Should not, we give them a proper name shout? Out <laughs> yeah, so Sarah Van Vlyman and Becky Hamilton. Um, yeah, and, and uh, so we started getting a, we got a little EP together. Um, uh, called it Buffalo Huddleston Trio, and then. Uh, and then Jules kind of came back on the scene a little bit, and we just kind of grabbed him, and it was it was a kind of nice mix, you know. It was like a rapper, two violins, and a guitar. It was like um, it was a bit unusual, yeah. And people really responded to it, and then we were like, well, we we probably need to get a drummer and a bassist. So um, 
Uh, what about Bell Bases and Tom? Well, yeah, we actually Sarah and I were at a gig at the tavern. I can't remember who was playing, but Tom was playing bass, and we we're like, "Well, let's just get Tom. He's a he's a bloody lovely guy. He's a good yeah. Yeah. Um, um, really nice person." Yeah, yeah. What was that band that he was in, Twelve Ton? No, Twelve. Oh, 12 oh yeah, they were, were amazing. Wasn't, wasn't that before Buffalo? Like, like, though? That was before um, Buffalo. Yeah, because yeah, that was yeah, like yeah, the yeah, first yeah. band yeah. I saw when I moved to the island. And it was their last show in the Delaware. What was so McCarroll? Sam McCarroll. Sam McCarroll from Beaver, which was the first gig I ever went yeah, yeah. to. Just insane guitarist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, really and then, yeah, their drummer was just insane. That was yeah. with you. That's the first time I met you as well, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd just come over and I saw that band and I was like, this place is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this is the quality of the band, I'm yeah. going to be here. They disbanded and everyone else was like, meh. I loved what they did. Like, it was, it was so kind good. of mathematical in a way, wasn't it? Oh, it was yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. yeah. And I, was, I, I could, I could never yeah. figure out how, like, uh, specifically Tom could remember what was coming the next. The time signatures. Because yeah. Sam, same, Sam yeah. was writing it all, Yeah, I think. Um, and then and Tom says so Tom was just learning what Sam was doing. I was like, just a oh, lot of militant practice. I, like, yeah. I heard something along the lines of he had like broken an arm or something, and then just written everything like the whole set, and then they just put it together. He just well, had some time to himself. To, like, I, I write think I think Sam's always been very a uh, very technical guitarist, um, and I think yeah, he had some repetitive strain injury or something like that. Being a very technical guitarist, he just practiced a lot, and then uh, yeah, I mean this is all secondhand hearsay, but yeah, yeah I, I think I think he wanted to start up uh, another band and got Twelve Tri Mansion together, um, and I think one of the reasons they disbanded, apart from him leaving the island, was that it, like the his sort of in- injury stopped him from continuing playing, basically, mm. which is a bit of a shame. So where did Pushang fit into that? Pushang. So that so that was what I started with Jules and Lucy Hill and Stuart Ozier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So um, that was fun, and then Lucy just moved to America. So, well, All really these people leaving now. the I know. Yeah. And then Stuart left to. And now you're uh, <laughs> He went to Portugal or something. So I started a band, uh, and then uh, yeah. I think Stu's still annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I'm really interested though. Where, where, where did the name Buffalo Huddleston yeah. come from? Yeah, one, of, one of those so typical questions. Where, where did say, the name uh, come from? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, but, 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 but I'm trying my best here. But it yeah. is one of those questions where. <laughs> so mean to me. I don't mean to sound uh, narcissistic or anything, but uh, I googled my name, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a black and white fo- photo of. Um, uh, the nineteen, I think it was a nineteen thirty Houston Police Department shooting team. This beautiful black and white photo. They all stood in a line. There's like seven of them, and there's two Mike Minkers in it. Uh, the big oh. Mike Minker and little Mike Minker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then standing next to them was a guy called Buffalo Huddleston. I was like, that's a rad name. That's cool. <laughs> that's <so> cool. <laughs> His that's name brilliant. is Buffalo Huddleston. Yeah. that's great. That's wicked. So that's, yeah, I was just like, well, that's, that's, that's a, a cool name. Interesting that, story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I asked exactly. that question. You've got to have respect <laughs> for any mum that's going to call her son Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, You'll be Buffalo. buffalo. <laughs> My next question is that when you're playing music in France, I mean, this is yeah. to you as well, really, Greg, because you both play music a lot in France, and we all know what French music is like. Do you have to have the, <laughs> do you have to have the accordion on everything? 
Is that is that like part of the law of France? Do I think you've got to try and make it sound slightly dated, <laughs> so you don't have to have no, the accordion. If, you, if, if, you if you're in Brittany, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was ten, ten years prior, then it's French music. Yeah, it is. We yeah. play a game when we go back to France, and there's the radio playing, and something like Abel will come on, and it's the first person to go, "This just came out of France." <laughs> <laughs> Which is wrong, because they've got some amazing bands as well, and they've got some really cool, um, I think, like, there's a few in particular, they're like really hot on their jazz. Um, they're very disciplined, I think, they're very... Yeah, jazz. it's a lot more disciplined, I found with a lot of their style. A lot of very skilled They've got some French cool dub musicians. bands, um, it's just, yeah, when they start singing too much in English, it well. really, really starts strong. getting a bit... Yeah, the, the the French English singing is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some amazing French English singing. It's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? From the, the, the French don't like way. singing in French. Yeah, that's it. I don't. It's, it's weird. They they just think it doesn't sound nice. You know, well, they, like, uh, they don't think it sounds well. They're, cool. they're, they're wrong. <laughs> There's one guy it's that manages to do it beautifully. Poetry and love and literature. It's not as it. It was just amazing band, uh, like rock band, but he sings in in French and then from time to time he'll like add some English um, words or phrases into it but he won't try and put on an English accent which is thumbs up because that annoys me yeah <laughs> and he he um, he just managed like the word fits perfectly with the phrasing and everything so he's taken instead of taking that word that wouldn't work in French because it just wouldn't like stand out he's put it into English and it everything kind of comes together and he's got that sort of harshness of the English language mm. but with that really nice flow of sort of the French and yeah, yeah. there's you know there's a couple of Who's people that, that can do it Noir Désir which is who is it uh, like the, the French Nirvana yeah uh, very, very good such a French yeah. name yeah <laughs> Noir Désir Noir Désir like Black Desert yeah um, no Black Desire Oh, oh, nice. Who is it? Is it? Well, I've forgotten it. Now. I think it's Serge uh, Gainsborough. Serge yeah. Gainsborough, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gainsborough. He's a, I've, I've only just started getting into it, to his stuff. He's, he's crazy. I think it takes some time to get yeah, into, yeah, yeah. but once you're into him, yeah, he's yeah, really he's cool. Really interesting. Mm, he says quaffing wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote a song in French actually using Google Translate. <laughs> uh, is that to try and prove a point to them? <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen someone translate stuff into French via Google Translate and translate it back and then write a song based on the translation <laughs> and it's awful. It's so bad. I, they did French Prince of Bel Air and they they translated it to French and then back to English and then it was just completely off. That's amazing. Yeah, amazing. So good. Worth so how is your song then? Good. Uh, just uh, apparently it's quite a nice song actually. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Have you have you geeked it? Yeah. And how did it go down? <laughs> put, put on the spot by Alicia de Coustel. It's like, and now Mike will play his French song. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. She refers to you as Mike. I love that when right. someone puts you on the spot on stage. Yeah. There's nothing like, Maybe. oh, and now you'll do this on stage. Will I? <laughs> yeah, because I don't always understand what's happening. You know, it's like, Alicia, I love you, but you talk a hell of a lot when we do gigs <laughs> it's just like in French you know so I I, 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 I don't know what's happening and everybody's looking at me just like what <laughs> she would be saying anything about you yeah, yeah right. exactly yeah and I won't know yeah. <laughs> we were on the tour with Dave Etherington yeah. a couple of years ago in France and the advantage of being able to speak French is I could still do the folk set so I could speak yeah, in between yeah. each song which 
means that you can play about six songs over an hour because exactly. you just speak through the rest. Yeah, man. That's but Dave couldn't say anything and he was just getting off stage after an hour and like relentless song after song. Just going, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. He's sweating buckets. Just sat there and swan away, have a little chit chat between each song. I'm biding myself a good 10 minutes. That's almost a set down. <laughs> no, it's totally true, man. It's like uh, if, I, if I do a gig with Alicia, like because she's able to talk to the crowd in between songs and stuff, like we'll make ten songs last an hour and a half, you know. But like when I've done wow. gigs by myself, I play everything I fucking know, <laughs> and they still and make some. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. to write some brunt songs. So yeah. they, they last yeah. forever. You know. Yeah, and the no words. That yeah. is an advantage as well, though, yeah. in a place where they don't know yeah. your language, yeah. is you, you can invent songs on the yeah, spot, yeah. and yeah. doesn't have to be perfect lyrics. No one's there uh, judging you. Uh, to be honest, man, like I've never been much for. Uh, I've never. I th- well, it's more of a fear, really. But I'm. I'm not good at improvising at all. In, in my in my own bedroom, fine. But or, or living <laughs> yeah, room. Anyway. <laughs> That's a bit more than we asked for the podcast. It's all bath. Yeah, yeah. It's something I struggle a little bit with actually. Actually, since being in France, I've got better at that because I've had to because the yeah. the, the standard of musicianship over there is is just incredible. So mm-hmm. uh, I've had to up my game a little bit. Mm. Which is, I guess, what you kind of wanted to do. You you were saying that you'd felt that the Buffalo Huddleston band, as successful as it was. The elements within that, that that had other agendas and, and you wanted to try something different and to expand and, and, yeah, man, and be like, exotic yeah, somewhere well, else. Music is absolutely, it's my life, you know, so it's just like yeah. I, I, I need to, to make progress with it. And it's not about, it's nothing to do with um, being rich and famous or anything, you know, it's just that I want to play music for my job. That's it. Yeah. It's quite a limited potential yeah. to do that humble, humble Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can, get, you can get to a certain point and then yeah. there's a there's a, a, a cap on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you you do come back there for a few shows because Buffalo Huddleston has bec- was, I mean, it's massive over here. It is, I yeah, can't I think we be able to ban any other band that's got this has such big following especially playing I remember after a year you're not playing someone was saying people were booking tables I think it was on Rock Mount yeah, yeah. and it had been a winter and someone was saying people were booking tables at lunchtime so that they could manage to keep their seats so that at 6 o'clock they could see the band playing which is just insane that's amazing that's it's so it's, cool it's like, I've been blown away like by uh, some of the gigs we've had like um, yeah the, the, one of the first the fans, well, yeah. Backstage. <laughs> oh, no, well. Being blown away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Jules has got that. Uh, oh, that area is sorted, you know. Yeah, yeah, move on, move on. <laughs> anyway. No, they're like one of, one of my favourites was like we did one of the Sark folk festivals and. Uh, and that was just, like it was always mental when we played there. It was such a joy to to, to play mm. a gig like that, you know. And, and hear your words being screamed back at you. It's just incredible. And then uh, oh, oh, oh uh, somebody, did somebody want to get that? <laughs> yes, yeah. I think that's somebody listening for, on the podcast. That's uh, one of our fans is telling us the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so we we had a gig like the next week at the Rock Mount in the in the public bar, and. Uh, it was just insane. I got there at like, um, we weren't playing till like nine o'clock or something. I got there at like five or half five or something to, to go and set up. And there was a queue out the door already and there it was already one in, one out. 
And, uh, and when we were playing, there was people on the roof looking through the skylights. <laughs> people climbing through the bathroom doors and stuff, oh, and it was cool. like the bathroom windows. For a local band that's doing original that's stuff, right. that's such an yeah. incredible achievement. We, we properly felt like rock stars out there. Well, you know, it was, just, uh, it was amazing. Great. It was a great experience to have lived in. Yeah. That is good, that's good. Yo! Oh, we don't have to be quiet just because the guys have walked in. Hello, Henry. I just thought they could just come in and start screaming. Fuck me. No. All right. Stop hanging around asking me that question. Jeez. So yeah, that was that sounded bonkers. Yeah, it was mental, and it was it was, but it was so much fun, you know. It was like a like genuinely felt like rock And you chose to stop doing that to go. Messing around with <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, but it's like you said before, like Guernsey, like even though like some of us in the music scene over here have it pretty easy. You no, know, you can yeah. just call up a pub and go, I want a gig yeah. and you get a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's beautiful like that. But then like um there's a ceiling, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, need to expand and go somewhere. To actually just make a full living a, a, like you know, a comfortable living out of yeah. music, it's but we were saying the same it's thing. Not, it's it's not, nearly it's impossible here. Just before the podcast, yeah. where you go and you've got these like amazing, you've had a great show over here, and you've got a really strong following, and there's such a good support here. And you get this full, full room sellout show, and then you head over to the UK, and <laughs> reality hits in, and there's five punters in yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're playing oh, to an empty room. And oh man, I once played a gig in Bristol to only the sound engineer. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he left halfway through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, but it's, it's, a tough, it's, it's, uh, it's a really tough, le- uh, tough, it's tough hard, world in, in the UK for, for, for playing music, for sure. Yeah. Especially original music. Um, talking about the UK, not to draw it away from Buff Hudden and stuff, but Greg and the Rex have just been on tour in the UK. How did you find that actual scene and, and doing. It was. I mean, the tour was definitely. Like, like we've got a good hour of Spinal Tap documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you film stuff? We've got quite a bit of footage. Yeah, oh, we've got really some footage. Nice, nice. I think we've kept some notes. I've had some. We've had some interesting compliments slash insults. <laughs> uh, okay. Amazing. What's that? Tractor Wang. Tractor Wang is uh, yeah that might be brought up at a different time. I think my favourite was when someone came up and he was extremely enthusiastic about it, but at the same time was saying, oh, you're, you're just like the edge. You're like the edge. I mean, <laughs> you're almost the edge. You're just behind the edge. That's right. You're just behind the edge. <laughs> did, he, did he mean you were edgy? <laughs> or... oh, so that was, that was interesting. What, what, the U2 edge? The U2 edge, yeah. Were you, were you wearing one of those hats? Or I don't know. I don't know what made him think about it. Like, there was no... I God can't knows. imagine any That's element weird. of your performance. Nothing at all. I'm not even a solo guitarist. I play Edgy. rhythm guitar in the background. I nothing like this. But hey, why not? You can come to my show and insult me. <laughs> Did you say to him, sorry mate, you still haven't found No, we tr- <laughs> like <laughs> uh, No, it's good. The scene's good. Yeah. Yeah. The scene in England's interesting. There's some amazing bands out there. Some really good bands as well. Um, it's just yeah, it's just different. Depends where you are. Um, I think we've also got a bit of a luxury here, as in there are places in the UK, not just the student towns, but there's there's places we play where people don't have any money. We played in uh, in an amazing venue in Biddeford, actually, which is right on the West Coast. No, I, I never heard of it um, before, but 
it's North Devon, isn't it? Yes, yeah, North Devon, and it's it's such a cool venue. It's like back, the amazing green room, the sound was awesome, the guys are great, but the person who had booked it had put us on as a paid show, and we were outside the show, and all the people that come to the club were just like, oh, we'd love to come, but we literally, we're, we're a smoking culture because we grow and smoke because we have no money. And we, if we go out, then we can't pay for the show because if we have like 10 quid in our pocket, then that's our drinking money for the evening. And mm. so you get to know like different places and, and, and peop, you know, we're lucky enough here to be able to go out and see live music and, mm. and stuff. That There's places in the UK where there's these amazing venues, but you know, you're well, not making any great, money because there's just no money at all. People have greater distances mm. to go to. We, we kind of Commuting get, <laughs> to go to gig. I think we get complacent about that here, yeah. here in Guernsey, don't we? I mean, it's no, just, the Golden Mile is such a long way from this flat. It's such a long way to go see music at the Golden Mile. Such a long way. That is it as well. And when you're playing shows, you've got to think about that. Like we play with an amazing band called the, the High Points, who are from Norwich. They're really cool, kind of indie, really funky, like really interesting man. But they had driven from Norwich to play in Bristol with her. It's like a oh, five-hour drive, Mr. Wolves or something. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Wolves, yeah. yeah. And then it's five hours there, and then they've got to do that and go to work the next day. Yeah. When we look at a show, I get annoyed if I have to go to Tortable to play <laughs> a show because that's. I'm considering taxis, hotels. Well, they're they're not. Not. <laughs> they don't have they don't have street lighting out there, and I know yeah. how jumpy you get about Vols. I mean, play the Rex play. Oh, I just worry about my van. That's the only yeah. thing down there. <laughs> play you never know if you're going to wake up with gear in the morning. Down at all. Well, I mean, I live down there. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> a lovely place. Only the rich and famous live there now, don't they? I thought the tourists all was all there. All there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. good experiences, bad experiences. Use that question too. On tour, um, great. I think that overall, um, every like the whole tour overall was amazing. Like it was so fun. Um, there was no arguments. It was probably the least stressful tour I've ever been on. That sounds um, great. Which boring. was amazing. Um, no, there were some mental on. moments. Yes. Some which will have to come out in the autobiography and Ooh. well, Joe's because Saucy. that's when Lord Vapor get famous and he remembers the day he used to play with the Rex. <laughs> 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 um, but the, yeah, there was there's definitely some um, interesting moments. I mean, sound <coughs> engineer in Weymouth managed to murder our show. So I've never been so embarrassed on stage before in my life over that tour. Really? Yeah. Wow. He. Um, wow. He, he should bad. never be allowed to do sound ever again. What did because, he do? Okay. Do you want to name him? I won't name anybody, because I don't even know his name. It, I, what, I, I knew him as Little Fuckhead at the time. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, a case of feedback, or what was it? Just nothing, no monitors, no microphones working, people changing it, no interaction. Front of house for the first three songs, nothing was yeah. coming out. Well, we got so it's just one of those like nightmare scenarios. And the sound was fine for the bands before, and then you come on, there's just nothing, and you're headline act. And there's nothing, and you just wow. go, "Oh my god, I'm on stage. I can't that hear anything." Almost sounds vindictive. Can't hear anything. And <laughs> sounds like they wanted to do that just to stress the stress when you're dying. And also, there've just been loads of cover bands on before us, and I'm going, "Do they know who they booked? Like, do they know that we don't do, do covers yeah. at all? Do they, they know who we yeah. think we are?" <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this is going one way or the other. We're either going to get on stage, and everyone's going to love it, or we're going to get on stage, and people are going to start throwing things. 
And if that's the case, Dave, you need to reverse the van as quickly as possible. <laughs> what happened? And what we happened? are what running happened? to the Belvedere and barricading our door in. Thankfully, I think they were so pissed, they didn't even notice that we weren't going out front of house. They were <laughs> loving it. <laughs> so, Thank God. good and bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's always the sort of ones where, you know, so, doing so, band, you some know, dodgy UK gigs. Sorry? Some dodgy UK gigs. Yeah, but there's been some amazing ones as well. I mean, yeah. Chaplin's is amazing. Uh, Where was Chaplin's? Chaplin's is in Bournemouth. Okay. Salabar, that was with Lynchy. Mm-hmm. He sorted out one of his off-the-bone nights. And we played twice there. And it's, it it's just such a cool venue. So if you get a chance, you should definitely go. Just go out and see some bands there, because it's just awesome. Okay. Um, and yeah, Hartford was amazing. Uh, we will go out and watch some bands, but not before. Same question, mm. but to Mike. Yeah. Mienka. <laughs> Mike Kenka. Come on, Mike. Go on, in terms in, of touring. In the last year, yeah, playing in, playing yeah. in France. Well, uh, when, I, when I first got to France, I uh, had a little tour to. Where was it? Uh, Holland. Did I go anywhere else? Yeah, that's where I can't remember. Uh, Belgium as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Are those all places in France? <laughs> yeah. I went to Belgium, the capital of France. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like people. Are, I'm getting to notice actually. Well, specifically in France, like people in different areas react differently to the music. Mm. Like in Brittany, people like to just sit and listen, and they're very attentive. Okay. Um, but it's kind of like you, you get off stage not knowing whether you've played a good gig or not because mm. like because there's no reaction yeah, there's, there's not much reaction you know yeah. it's like a but then people give you loads of compliments and you're like oh that's alright then um, and then like a, in, in the we East, appreciate East the Don's the intellectual yeah. level <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's yeah. the better part of the country to be fair yeah. so well actually <laughs> like, like, conversely in the east, east of France like um, people seem a bit more reactive um, same, as, same as further south as well Okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. About um, north, uh, did, did you go up north much at all? Uh, no, when I get back, I'm going to, 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 do, to a gig in uh, Amiens. Amiens, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've done one in, uh, where does your... Um, Lille. Lille, yes. Yeah. Which is near the Belgian border. Yeah, I did one near Lille. But, uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, generally speaking, it's been a good experience. I had a couple of weird ones here and there, but it happens. You know? Ooh, tell us about the weird ones. Come yeah, tell us about the weird ones. Tell us the weird stuff. Everything that was weird. Dig the dirt. Okay. <laughs> we actually weirdest one was in Switzerland. I went to see Becky Hamilton uh, last October. Spent a month down in Switzerland with her. And uh, the first night I got there, we were looking on the internet, what, what's going on in her area? And she didn't know that there was this big festival on in her village, because there's, there's like no advertising or anything. Like, how, how is that possible? So we're like, right, tomorrow night we'll go. And uh, we started looking for this festival. I can't see anything, can't hear anything. Dumbish festival. <laughs> yeah. And then we start, so it was called about a Haas festival. And then we saw this like half deflated balloon on a lamppost with just like somebody had written on black marker, Haas festival. And then, and then we were like, right, are we supposed what to? Festival? Haas. Haas. H A A S. Okay. And then, so we started following these half-deflated balloons on the lampposts. <laughs> like, 
that's the kind of thing you turn back, mate. You definitely turn back. Well, we kept going, and then we just got to this like like it was like a car park, and there was nothing. We still couldn't hear anything. It was like, what the fuck's going on? And then this Swiss guy just came over this hill, and he's like, you know, you're looking for a festival? Yeah. Yeah. How did you know? And then we walk up this hill, and there's like this entrance to this this German bunker. Um, oh. And it was just okay. insane. It was like it was proper peace tent kind of style. Do you know what nice. I mean? It was like uh, there's all these, everybody's like like crazy stoned in there as well. But they had a hundred bands on in four days. Bloody hell. Yeah, and they had like this, this makeshift. Like three of them that, playing the, all at yeah, the same yeah. time. The lighting rig was just insane, right? It was like this wooden box that you had to sit in <laughs> with like uh, strings <laughs> that went. <laughs> <laughs> The strings went all along the uh, the ceiling and were attached to like this row of like star-shaped mirrors on the back of the stage. And at the top of this box that you're sitting in are these like two flaps on some lights, right? So your feet are doing like, you're doing that with your feet and these paddles are going up on the lights and then you're shaking the mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you got to operate, did you get to operate these lights? Yeah, man, I got told to get off though. I, mean, I, was, I'm like, I was trying to, I was trying to up the... Three epileptics are yeah. 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 Well, to me, it was like it was like cool and that, but I was like it could do with a little bit more dynamic. You know? yeah. So I got on it, and it didn't take long for somebody to you know get, yeah. like, get off. Yeah. <laughs> These people are fucked. But it was hilarious, man. Like we we went and found the organizer, and we're like, can we like we're both musicians? Can we can we play? And he's like, uh yeah, you can play at eight on Sunday morning. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? Like, oh, all right. That's exactly what it said. It's exactly what it said. Very specific times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, that was uh, highly amusing. Yeah, Walking back in there at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning, <laughs> Yeah, it was just a different yeah, place, oh, mate. Different like, place. Different like, we walked into like this mute, the, the where they had all the music on, and there's just a guy lying on the floor with a microphone, just screaming into it. <laughs> <laughs> Help me! Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. House festival. That's next holiday oh, yeah. solid. Yeah. <laughs> you've sold it. You've absolutely sold it. It's a hard How do we get back yeah. after that? I, I, I don't know, man. Probably just. Uh, Probably I think. Just I think uh, well, contact Becky because I reckon. Uh, I, I don't reckon it's a well-paying festival, <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth worth going for sure. Cool. Man. Like, uh, and so, hopes for the future, Mike. I mean. What do you hope to do next? Because you're going. Um, there. I mean, you're playing a few shows here. What, what, what's your next show? So no, I'm, I'm going back on Sunday. Oh, okay. So um, Ooh, yeah, okay. no, no more shows over here. And then as soon as I get back, uh, yeah, a little tour to to Belgium, Holland, and Denmark. I'm going to see a Phil Collins concert in Denmark. <laughs> cool. <laughs> as you do. Yeah, well, as you do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Why? Yeah. Why would Guilty you go, pleasure, go mate. do that? Guilty I, pleasure. That's Elliot's favourite artist, but... Um, <laughs> hey, hey, we've both got singer live. Hello, um, I must be going. Well, because Alicia loves him as well, so like she she bought me, mm. for, I think it was for Christmas, she bought me like Phil Collins. He's a very talented. Amazing. He's meant to be like... I had a singing teacher who um, did backing vocals for him, and she what? said she said that he just like drives like before the tour. It's like you've already been on tour with Phil Collins because they just work every day, 
and she was just like, well, "Why are we doing all this? Like, yeah, we've yeah. done this for years, but he's just a workhorse, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything's down to yeah. Apparently, he's not going to last much longer. He's like going deaf and shit, you know. He's like, yeah, he's yeah. going deaf and he's got spinal problems and stuff like that. But he was actually spinal up for me as a youngster growing up and and hearing the drums the first time. Brand X, and I you scroll. I'm looking at you, man, because I know that you like a bit of the prog rock and and stuff like that. Brand yeah, X was a band that a band that probably <laughs> nobody knows of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a bunch of session players kind of like it was it was jazz rock kind of stuff it was a jazz bit proggy and, and his drumming in his like early 20s and 30s and stuff it's just off the hook it's in such mm. fluid amazing time signatures just he's got a groove he's he pretty was good for then. Him, and then and, yeah, he is. <laughs> and then later on he obviously wrote yeah, yeah. loads of great hits if you like yeah, that but next event, time you listen to Phil Collins right he never, the gorilla. he never ever mastered the middle eight. Huh? No, no, his okay. bridge sections suck. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, they, it's like he's got like written loads of songs, got to a middle eight of like a really no, good song, and just gone, ah, oh, I don't uh, know what to do there, and just rip something off another song and just stuck it. In it. it genuinely <laughs> sounds like it. It's amazing. Oh, I'm going home this evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brand X. Yeah. He's done a few like I, I'm a massive John Martin fan and he wow. played on he did. some of John Martin's records. And so when they were both yeah. getting divorced, they were like well, taking turns to like call their wives in the Pop evening. Like, I didn't know that at all. And then you listen back and you can hear him on the bongos in the back and say, Oh yeah. And his backing vocals, there he is. <laughs> Such a defined voice. Yeah. So you go to see Fat concert yeah, and, and, you, then and you're playing some France, shows but but like outside of France. I mean it's like this year's been great I mean it's still up and down it's still the hardest thing I've ever done to be honest like uh, so it's still like it's still a bit tough um, and still get, trying to get the hang of the language and stuff and being skint all the time like proper properly skint like not being able to afford the petrol to go busking kind of skint wow. do you know what I mean or, or the bus fare or whatever so yeah it's still got its challenges but I'm just uh, I'm the, th- the difference this year is that I'm learning to be patient uh, and not to rush it. It can't. You can't build anything overnight, you know. So it's mm. like a, I'm just trying to. Like I've met this producer in Nantes, and, uh, Nantes and uh, we're working together. So we're building something with with that. Um, building another project, doing some acoustic stuff with a double bassist. So it's all it's all moving in the right direction, uh, and it's Sounds all starting good. to roll a little bit, you know. So. Um, I just got to build on it, and that's all I've got to do, really. So. And you were saying just before we started recording this podcast that you've got a you've got a release coming out. Yeah, man. Well, well, the 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 because I I'd written loads of songs. It's kind of like um, the transition from Buffalo Huddleston to what I'm doing now. So like those guys feature on the last album I did, uh, but it also features some of the musicians I met in Europe last year. Um, uh, so it's, yeah, it was called Mike's Magic Trip. But I've I've since been told that name sounds like quite teenagery, you know. <laughs> so I've I've just actually started to use my actual name now. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> so which no one can pronounce. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what you call a Mike's Magic Trip, or is it? Well, yeah, kind of. Because like, when I was gigging in Bristol years and years ago, yeah, uh, people um, you bump into people after a gig or something. But like, oh, I was searching for you, but I couldn't remember how to couldn't spell your spell name. Couldn't spell your name. Yeah, yeah. It's so I was always looking for an alternative, and, and now I'm just like, well, I'd, r- I'd much rather stop using some gimmicky name well, and just well, like, be myself. If we haven't made you up a name. In, well, in, in reality, <laughs> yeah, be- because your name is John Elton. In reality, because your name is quite difficult to spell and, and quite unique, 
it's probably better to, to have something like that to Google. If you're going yeah, to search for sure. your it's name, it's come like, up first. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, actually, um, it's, it's, it right. it's a difficult name for Guernsey people mm. and English people, but for Europeans, it's fine. Well, then mm. no that's your market. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I'm, I'm going to point yeah. out something. Two out of the three, uh, out of the four people on this table, uh, we've gone up against you in Battle of the Bands, Tantel and and <coughs> Did we do a Battle of the Bands? Yeah, which for a star. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our bands have been up against you. We both lost against you. Who to me? Yeah, yeah. Tanto. Oh, I did. And the Delaroo. And the I'm just just remembering this now. And the Delaroo. We lost to you guys, and we lost to you as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Brunt lost. No, 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 no. Not Brunt. No, Deadwing. 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 That's right. Yeah. Jack Evans. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We lost to both of you guys. What was it? Yeah, like I remember doing yeah, that. Yeah, like gig. Battle of the Bands. I remember, are, I remember uh, watching you, know, you guys. I remember judgments about good. You lose Battle of the Bands. That's your career. Well, yeah, that's it. I remember yeah. watching Twice. Deadwing play the Reach for a Star. Bear yeah. in mind, like this is a room full of like you know it's got like Dame Mary Perkins. Yeah, and, uh, you know, <laughs> some <laughs> posh people. Important, right? important high and then, and then like the the compare, he, he's interviewing you. Your singer. Who was the singer? Ben. Ben, he's interviewing this singer afterwards. He's like, oh, I'm sweating like a pedo in the playground. <laughs> 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 Reach for the stars. I'm sweating like a pedo in the playground. I was like, well, they're not going to win, are they? Great marketing. So, yeah, to, to Dame Mary Perkins, who, uh, <laughs> yeah. who's a, a, an advocate for women's refuge and yeah. stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Yeah, awkward. Yeah. And then we, we lost to, to Tantal as well, uh, the Delarue, because um, Jack broke a string in his guitar and didn't bring any spare strings. He said, like, that was the only Oh, it took us like an, an hour to restring a guitar. And, Ouch. Yeah, it was just a very awkward moment. Uh, that well, we, we um, could never recover from. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, um, you guys were clearly the better band. But uh, I, let's move on. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, is there anything else that we need to cover here? Because uh, I mean, is there anything else, Mike, that you want to? <laughs> well, wanna... no, just regarding that album. So, yeah. like, from t- when does this go? Is this live or, or was it? No, this no. Go out tomorrow, today. Whenever Elliot, as soon as as soon as I get it okay. uploaded. Well, just to say that, like, um, I'm putting my my album up just for like free download from tomorrow, which is Friday the thirty first of May. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants it, uh, oh, and like the Facebook page as well, because I know it sounds really shallow. But unfortunately, it's it's necessary to have a Facebook page yeah. when you play music. Yeah, that's such a and, shame. And promoters actually look at the numbers. So, like, I'd really appreciate anybody just clicking that like button, even if it's just to up the numbers. You know, even For if sure. you're not interested, just click the button. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. and, and you listen so, to this, so people would search yeah, yeah. your name then, Mike. Yeah, yeah just look yeah. Uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Mike Mike Minker. Uh, Do you want to spell it out? Just because we've all established well, it's difficult. Yeah. Mike, M E I, N for Norman, K E. I thought it was Mienka. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> we've been through this, Henry. You arrived too late for it. You missed the start of this, Henry. You can um, listen to the beginning of the podcast later. No, Guernsey Geek is going to put on a, a link. We, we'll, we'll stick a yeah, link. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so if you're listening to it, you can just click on the link in the description and it will be there. Yeah. So happy days.